Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And it's going to be just us tonight, and we're going to be talking about the Cheng Che film, Sword Stained with Royal Blood. This is a 1981 uh, Wuxia film based on uh, a story by Jin Yong uh, of the same name. And we should mention that it's a month to the day since Jin Yong passed, so... Uh, you know, obviously we've talked about him on the program, but if you don't know Jin Yong, also known as Louis Cha, he's the author of the Condor Heroes series, Smiling Proud Wanderer, uh, Sword Stained with Royal Blood, which is the source material for tonight's movie, and many other, uh, you know, stories that are, uh, you know, constantly being made into TV shows and films. Um, so this is also... Uh, a, a, would you say this is, a, this is a Venom movie, Dion? This or? is a Venom yeah. movie. Um, so, so given that it's a Venom movie, I want to let you lead and just give your like what you think of this film and and where you think it resides in the uh, in 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 the Venom catalog. Oh, I love this film. This is one of my um, one of my favorites, even though it only has uh, three Venoms: Lu Feng, uh, Philip Kwok, and Cheng Sheng, and it is. Um, I like the chemistry that the three of them have. So missing Lo Meng and um, Sun Qian is not a big deal to me. Um, I think their chemistry is what made all of their films together um, good films. The three of them, without the three of them, I really don't consider it a Venoms movie. It would have to have at least two of them in there for it to be okay and cheng che would have to be directing or involved in the project somehow so for me they're what made the venoms the the greatest okay no no i would i i uh i was just curious what your thoughts were on that and, and actually uh, before i get into my opinion i did want i did want to get your thoughts on one other thing the, does this feel like a typical cheng che movie to you or does this feel different from other cheng che movies it kind of feels different because there isn't as much um, bloodshed as in other movies and it's very story driven more than the action driven you don't really get to see I won't say there's not a lot of fighting in it but some of his movies it's constant and this yeah. is one where it's not constant this was a movie where I was like Oh, I, I don't think there's been a fight yet. Do you know what I mean? Like the it, there's there's at least what like twenty or thirty minutes before you really get a proper yes, fight. I think. Before, yeah. Um, and and it, it's interesting too because when the when I my my reaction to this film is number one I was in a bad mood I wasn't feeling so well and I just wa I watched it for the first time right before this show so this is just my reaction. Um, and so I was not that's never a good thing for me when I sit down and I'm in a bad mood or I don't feel well to watch a film. Um, and then it kind of got off to a slow start. I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But as the movie progressed, I really got pulled into it. And part of it is uh, because I, I had seen uh, one of the TV series that were based on the book, uh, the points of the story were resonating with me. Like they were kind of ringing a bell. Do you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I, was, it, it, I find that sometimes make, pulls me in more. But I just really liked the way that it's sort of like, remember um, when we did Brave Archer and we get to that point in the story where they do the 20 years ago, this is what happened. And yes. it's almost like this whole movie is based around that concept. Do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, and I think, and, and I was thinking about it. And I, I, I mean, you're, you're probably a little more familiar with the, the full Cheng Che Venom catalog than I am. But it seemed to me like he maybe he was, he was zeroing in on that aspect of the Jin Yong stories maybe because you know he you, you sort of had like all these like really bloody almost more kung fu style films and then he does Brave Archer and he does a movie like this and they're these are like much more in sort of the wuxia tradition um, and and so I think that the uh, 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 you know but, but the interesting part of it to me is that he, he in both cases he, he makes really good use of that 20 year backstory um, and so I don't know if you had any thoughts on that because I know you often like to talk about how he, uh, Chang Che repeats themes or repeats uh, an idea that he had in a new way in another movie. No, I love when he does um, the 
20 years ago, this is what happened. And I think that in each film that he does it, he has it perfectly placed. Like, I love how this movie begins with you getting this history lesson of the background of the main character. And you think it's going to be this like typical revenge story of a soldier whose father was killed taking revenge, but it totally goes somewhere else. Um, and I love that um, about it. He knew exactly where to pick up the story. I love that he buries the reason why the Wen family is so devious and dubious in the middle of the story and not at the beginning. You have to work your way forward and then work your way out. And I like that. I Storylines to me don't always necessarily have to be linear. I like to sometimes bounce around. And when he does that, he has a knack for doing it perfectly where it doesn't seem to be out of place or why would you sit this here? Um, it, it blends so well together and then you bounce forward again and you kind of get um some things that happened 20 years ago are kind of happening when they catch up in the present almost exactly how that happened so you get to see patterns within the family and which helps for me to build the characters better and make them more living breathing and three-dimensional well, and it's also interesting. He used the same actress, right, for the for for kind of the same function in both of the movie, in both this and in Brave Archer, because it's um it's Ching Lee playing Wen uh, uh Wen Yi, and yes. and 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 he, and he and he and he plays and she plays um divine mathematician in in Brave Archer, and in, in both cases it's you know this the the backstory part is quite similar, um and it kind of has a similar type of emotional heft to it. Uh, that was the part of the film that I, I just really enjoyed. I, it, 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 it's almost, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it, and, and it's funny too, but like you said, like I, I wasn't as fixated on the martial arts. I was fixated much more on just the story between the characters and it was almost like really condensed melodrama. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, definitely. Um, it's, um, it's very emotion. Well, not heavily emotion, emotionally driven, but we you do get it. You want to know how each character ends up in the end. You're very sucked in to each of the characters, and you de definitely get specific vibes off of certain people. Mm -hmm. And you, there, I don't know. I have certain characters that I root for. So, who are you rooting for this this time around? Um, I'm. I'm rooting for um, Philip Kwok's character, and actually, I'm. This is really odd for me to say, but I kind of rooted for. Well, I definitely rooted for um, Candy uh, Winner's character. Usually, she annoys me in movies because she's really bratty um, in some a lot of films, but in this one, she wasn't, and she wasn't in Lover's Blade either. I really liked her in Lover's Blade. As the um, quarreling couple. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of like a. I, I would I would describe her as like a tough cookie. Is sort of the you know she she's like a fiery uh, sort of personality, and I could sort of see how it can go either way. Um, and, and in this case, I mean, she's still a little bit bratty, but I think she's mainly endearing more than anything else. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was I my my favorite character in this is probably Golden Snake actually. I uh, oh. I really like Golden Snake. Now he was the Rambler, right? The actor who played him. It's yes, Lung he's the, um, uh huh. He's he's the I call him the Elvis in the universe because <laughs> <laughs> he's always wearing some kind of white jumpsuit, and he's got um he's the one that started the really long sideburns in yeah. these movies. Um yeah, so he's he's my Elvis in this world. Yeah, he, he he looks like he's wearing cologne. Do you know what I mean? He's got that kind of a look, uh -huh. like, like um. No, but what I, I liked about it, number one, the, the flashiness. But but even in the the TV series that I saw, this this character uh, is is uh, what is the is one of the. I, I like I like number one. I like his sword. It's kind of got like a forked blade at the end of it, mm -hmm. and 
I just think that looks really cool. Uh, and I like I like his style and I like his martial arts and I love the whole setup of when um, uh, when Philip Kwok's character uh, Yuan uh, f- finds his his grave site and becomes a student. Just the way that that's all set up it, again, it's something that you see in in other uh, Jin Yong stories. You see it in Return of Condor Heroes with um, Yango when he when he uh, when he when he learns when he meets Brother Condor and he finds the mas- Master Dugu's. Um, uh, gravesite and and learn and, and learns martial arts after the master has died. It's a similar type of thing, but I really liked how there were these series of steps that the master had laid out in order to determine if the guy was worthy of getting either his martial arts or the poison. And, right. And so I thought and that that's just. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that's like the perfect setup because, um. Then it separates the um, who you should root for for who you shouldn't root for and the smart one um, against the not so smart. And when they're opening the chest and the the two wens come up later after um, Yuan finds the um, the chest and he they they come in to the scene. One of them's clearly smarter than the other. But then yeah. they both end up dying in the cave. So they're like, you're not either one of you weren't so bright. Yep. Yeah. And one, one of them was stupid and the other one was kind of very selfish and allowed the other to die. And that sort of proved to be both of their undoing, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just like that whole setup. And I, li- I like the way that he sort of has this master student relationship with a corpse. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's just a very interesting thing. And then it sets up the backstory really nicely. Cause then you know who that's supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? And it, right. and it, it just works really well. And I think in the, in this movie, one of the things I was wondering, and again, the movie, obviously he selects a certain section of the story to tell. And that's kind of what I was wondering was, I didn't quite know where, where they were going to go. And I think they did. I think he did a really good job of choosing the parameters of you know this is this is the part of the story that we're going to focus on because it all it all really worked and and also it didn't really have to travel that far most of it was set at the Wen estate and 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 in the cave during even the backstory is all set at the Wen estate and at the cave right so well most of it there's um a small snippet that's set in another town mm-hmm. but you only know it's another town because they tell you okay you know? so yeah it all is very centrally located mm-hmm. and that can be good for a story or it can get boring for a story yeah. but it works with this story since it all centers around the Wen family well and that's when I was getting worried when I first sat down to watch it I was like oh it's it's it's, it's clear I think this is going to be one location and then you know I, I didn't know if it was going to become a problem or be a good thing but once you get into that backstory especially it just it just really sucks you in and and I think they just do a good job of, you know, introducing all the characters. Like when 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 Candy Wen shows up, I like the way they introduce her in this. In uh, um, it's funny in the series I saw, I think it was actually at like a pavilion by the water or something. So the change in location actually really changed the uh, the the introduction of the character for me. Um, but I and I and I just liked the whole like you were saying, like the slow unveiling of what's going on with the Wen family and just how devious they are. And, uh, um, you know, and, and also the, the sort of the little deception they play with golden snake where he's initially he's presented as like a rapist or something. Do you know what I mean? And then, uh-huh. and then you find out, oh, that's not real. Like the family just regards him as that, but really she's in love with him and they have this whole, uh, you know, this whole backstory that's really touching. And, and, and so it's a, it was, I just think it's like a really interesting, uh, sort of, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, love story to have in the middle of the movie. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I thought, I thought it was a really enjoyable film. Uh, what did you think of the, of the, I mean, I know that it's not quite as much fighting in this one, but what did you think of the, of the fight choreography and the, and the, and the kinds of fights that we saw? I thought that the um, fight choreography was really good, and especially since not all of it is centered on um, fighting for you know revenge or pure hatred. That comes at the end, but you know we have the little fights where I'm watching a scene now where uh, he's trying to show one of his um, 
brothers, Yuan's trying to show one of his brother's pupils that he's actually their elder because there's so much, not intrigue in the movie, but mysterious things that they don't know each other even though they have the same masters and stuff because of the way that the they came to be uh, students of the master. And they're, but they're training sequences and the, they're really good. Um, and the, I liked when he was fighting by himself, the scene that you mentioned at the beginning in the cave, uh, where he was getting instruction from his, the, uh, golden snake, um, just to see individual practice. It's, it runs a gamut of excuses for fights, but they're necessary fights. There's nothing where you can tell that the fight scenes were just thrown in to be thrown in for gratuitous sakes. They're all necessary for a reason. Yeah, no, and and these and and again, it's Venom style. So it's like I mean, so it's like you know, you, the athleticism is all on display, and, and and not a single beat is ever missed. It's 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 pretty pretty damn near perfect in terms of the um, in terms of like all the moves and 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 the exchanges. And I I I, I particularly liked a lot of the sword scenes, like a lot of the scenes mm-hmm. where Philip Kwok was fighting with the sword. Um, and, and I think I, I also, uh, really like the, the scenes with, um, with, uh, uh, Golden Snake and, um, but, but the scene that you mentioned earlier is another one that I like where the woman cuts off the guy's arm and then it becomes uh-huh. a whole bickering match over, you know, uh, 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 when Ching Ching wants to, uh, to, to, to sort of, you know, cut off her arm is a, uh, to, to, you know, to, is payback. And, and, and it's, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked that whole interaction and I like, I like just how, I don't know that I, I forget the, the female character's name who cut off the guy's arm, but she's just really, um, strong willed <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and so it's, it makes, it makes for, uh, a good, a good, uh, moment in the movie. Um, yeah, I, I like the interaction between those two because they're both kind of bratty mm-hmm. in their own way. Um, and up to this point, you don't know, well, you're not led to believe to know that, uh, Ching Ching is actually a girl. Mm-hmm. Because they keep calling her just um, Mr. Ching. And so you think it's a girl fighting a, a man. and But, you know, eventually it's revealed. And you know how I usually feel about stories where the woman's portraying a man. But this was, like, well done. Yeah, no. And and, and I do have to comment. It, it, it must be like a... One of the things that I always find kind of odd is how quickly the men can pivot in this situation where they, they just entirely believe like it's, 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 it's a guy. And then all of a sudden it's a woman and then they can fall madly in love with them. Do you know what I mean? There's right. no, it, 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 it's, it's, it seems like a very confusing situation. Um, but in this movie, it really makes sense because Yuan was raised in the mountains and mm-hmm. he wasn't raised around any other people, just three other men, his mm-hmm. master, his master's friend, and um, his servant. So he's not really going to know what a woman looks like unless they are um, specifically looking like a woman. The way okay. they, and le- the way they dressed her, except for her colors, you know, purple and the pinks. Um, pretty much, she looked like a man. She didn't wear any earrings, but. I don't know. Candy Winter is pretty anyway, so yeah. it's kind of hard fact to make her look like a man unless yeah. you put some kind of mustache or, and beard on her. But um, you can obviously, we can obviously tell that she's a woman. Yeah. Um, but I like that they picked her to play this role and not somebody that was more um, homely, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that their um, actor choices were was spot on in this one. Yeah, no, I thought she was good in this one. I thought she did a very good job in this one, and I, I, uh, I, I thought that. Uh, now, now here's here's a question: What do you think of the Lu Feng character? Oh, he's the one I had deep, deep disturbings about. Um, he 
creeps me out. I'm everybody knows that I really love him as a person, mm -hmm. but what I think makes him such a good actor in a villainous or a not so straight up role is the fact that he's such a good person mm -hmm. that he can play the opposite so well. But this movie, he creeped me out. I um, not necessarily like him when he plays a character with a beard and a mustache. Mm -hmm. um, I like when he's a clean shaven character. Okay. Even okay. when he's a villain. But then when they give his backstory of attempted rape and, you know, just the way he's so standoffish when they're having that conversation. And he's almost in, proud um, of it. Pavilion. He's oh, yeah. He's, he's very proud of the yeah. fact that he um, was trying to rape a woman. You know, so it was just like, yeah, that really creeped me out. That really made me dislike him. And you know that sometimes, quite a few times, I really like his villain. Yeah. This oh, yeah. This no. was just so creepy. And he's not really a villain, but it's just a poor character. Yeah, his yeah. character has poor moral standards. Yep, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, the whole the whole Wen family seems to have issues with, with, uh, with 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 being upright and 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 good. Um, but see, I I I think that for the most part, but I kind of think that um, Chang Sheng's character wasn't all that bad. He was just following orders. I mean, yeah. he never did anything that would make you believe well, that he was like malicious. Well, he doesn't uh, have a malicious facial expression ever either. So like even I, when he's the bad guy yeah. in um in a couple other movies, he just he doesn't have that. He says they called him cutie pie cuz he has that sweet innocent face. Yeah, you you trust him either way. Like you, you yes. he seems like somebody that can be reasoned with even when he's playing a bad person or something. You know, it just he just doesn't come off. He doesn't give off the vibe of a bad guy. Um you you know what you know what else I liked about this movie too is the things like the five element array and and like all the all the different techniques and stuff that they were doing. I thought that stuff was yes. all really cool. I thought that was really really cool. And I like how um they um he transposed the the element array onto the rug even though they weren't fighting on it per se yeah but in the one match where um yuan is guiding the um abacus iron abacus through it to get him out of it i liked how you kept seeing the image on the floor it was pretty cool. No, that was really useful, and that was very simple but very effective. I thought because it really, you know, made clear what was going on in his head. It was a lot. Clearer. There was actually a similar scene in uh in in Brave Archer when Guo Jing looks up at the stars. I think to sort of figure out his way out of something like that, mm -hmm. and and I think he sees like a constellation. This I thought was a lot more clear. You know, it was like oh, okay, I can see exactly what's going on there. Right. Um, and and again, I guess you know. It, it's um, you know, I just I just like when they you know these they have these sort of elaborate techniques or these elaborate uh, arrays that they do and 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 they and they have to visually present them in a you know it, it's a big challenge I think um, it, it's I don't it's a because a lot of times you'll read them in the book and then when uh and you know when when they're when they're shown on the screen it's you know you sort of like how are they going to do that do you know what I mean mm -hmm. um so that you know this I thought was a um. Uh, you know, I thought they did a good job with that rug scene, like you were saying. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of the array. I mean, all that running around just would tire you yeah. out. How would you have all the the strength to, you know, to strike? It, it would just, I don't know, it was just yeah. too much running around. I wouldn't and want there... to be anybody in this movie. I, 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 I think I think I think they'd all be they all look like they must have been exhausted at various points in the film. Um, the uh, I was thinking about that when I was watching Philip Kwok. Like, there's a moment where he's like, he's kind of doing the 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 venom thing, where like they're leaping onto the ground and like you know what I mean. Like he does like a lot of in the tumbling and all that. And I was just like, oh man, I could not do that. That is uh, that looks tiring. Yeah, they would make you tiring. I I just was watching the scene where he was. Um, twirling around, he's holding Grandpa Wen's. Um, I don't know exactly what kind of weapon it is. It's you know the pole with the dragon head on it, 
and you know he's spinning and they're going around and around and around the circle and he's spinning and both of them are going around in the circle and it just makes me dizzy watching it and then he goes up in the air like the golden snake and holds on to the end and he's spinning around that was pretty cool yeah, there, I mean, there was some, and and it's funny because I say this a lot, but like, the, I I think I think the biggest weakness of the Venom movies is their talent with that stuff is so good, you start taking it for granted. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like you know, you, you know, after after like your third or fourth Venom movie, you just sort of like, you just expect it, and and so you, you're sort of blinded to just how amazing it is because it's it's easy to miss if you're if you if you're you know if you're just sort of you know. Uh, if you're accustomed to it in a way it's it it because they make it look so effortless yeah it's a good thing there aren't like hundreds of movies of theirs because it's kind of like how do you top yourself the next time each movie i think there's some really special moment or um sequencing that they've done that really brings out their their talents. In this one, it's Philip Clock and all the spinning. And um, even when Golden Snake does the spin in the air on the pole, it's it's amazing that both yeah. of them were able to complete that. You know, it's just one person doing it would be amazing. Two people in the film conducting the same move, and they're. Their body types are different, you know. Philip Clock's shorter, um, Golden Snake is taller and thinner. It's just like, wow, they're just amazing. No, I mean that that is an interesting point because, like, the, like really, where do you go from there? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you can put yourself in the shoes of directors at that era, and it it, it must have been very difficult to know where you could go. I mean, obviously we have the benefit of seeing where things go. So we know like, a, you know, that you start using a lot of these really crazy editing techniques and things that, you know, uh, you, you can, other aspects you can focus on more, more use of wires and things like that. But, um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like the apex of physical human potential. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like you, there's not, there's the, the, it's hard to imagine, you know, where, you know, what, what, what you could do beyond this that would, that would, that would exceed it. And so, um, you know, I often wonder like, and again, this is not an area that I, 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 I know a whole lot about, but just like from watching these things, I often wonder like how much of an influence did they have on, on the move towards that sort of, that, 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 that editing style that we associate with like the eighties and the nineties that, mm-hmm. that sort of overtook like you know like you have like the classic Shaw Brothers stuff and then you have like a much different approach that really kind of takes over and you don't really see the the Shaw Brothers style anymore because it's kind of old-fashioned by the by the mid-80s but like um I I feel like they must have been in part responsible for some of that I don't know it's not really my area but it just seems like that would have been something that would have spurred people to want to you know well if we can't if, if 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 the if the if 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 the changes and the evolution uh, can't rely solely on the physical performance, we have to start focusing on other things. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean they were so talented in their physicality, and plus in the seventies, you had so many of the actors were um, either um, martial arts. Um, masters in their own right before they started making films or they took it seriously and started practicing it and continue to practice it now um that you know that they made everything look so effortless and easy and just tight and amazing but then as you get go along then you start focusing on i guess actors don't necessarily want to become the martial arts or wushu experts that the actors in the 70s did or they just didn't have the talent or the physicality that they did so things had to be shot so uh, in order to get the amazingness of the 70s to continue in the 80s and the 90s it didn't necessarily continue but 
you know, in order to get some of that glory back, they would have to find other ways to do it because these guys were just so amazing in their talent and their physicality and their chemistry with the Venoms was just, um, I don't think there are very many other teams that work together that had the same chemistry that they did. So, well, and I mean, it's not, I mean, and I, and I think that there were, I mean, the physical performances, you still get people like Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh and all these people that are very capable physically. But I feel like what the Venoms did, it almost feels like the bar was raised. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's like the, um, like you, you know, you, you, because with the Venom movies, it's like a, I can see everything they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, like it's a wide shot. I can see every single thing they're doing. Um, and, and, and now like, it seems like, well, the only place to kind of go from there is I have to, the camera has to start doing something. Do you know what I mean? To, to, to add some energy to, because the actors are already at peak energy. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't get right. much more energetic than what the, the, you know, the 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 venom's doing i mean maybe some of the stuff jackie chan does because he like gets so intense into like these stunt things that are you know ridiculous um but it's a but that's like a whole other style of movie even do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but 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 i i feel like the uh um uh that i don't know just like it's just one of these things when i when i watch the when i watch these venom movies i just feel like the, the the uh the 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 performances are so good it's 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 it it almost becomes a weakness of the of the um uh of the of the film not of the films but of the, of the venom mob like like they're so good that that uh that it it makes it easy to uh to not to just not realize what what it is you're watching um and uh and yeah so i don't know but but, but on I, the other hand, the movies have become so classic that you can't mention 1970s martial arts films without including um, the Venoms. You know, the their debut film, The Five Venoms, is like regarded as one of the top oh, absolutely. Um, martial arts films. Um, it's on everybody's must-watch list. Um, it just makes them a more special group than anybody else. And some people can take it a lot of people i think do take it for granted um well it's kind of like you know how like you get used to a certain smell or you get used to a certain sound and you don't hear it anymore do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think it's like that like you know it's just like you just it's just it's there and so you just you're just not even noticing it anymore um you kind of have to stop and check yourself and say oh yeah this is really good do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but uh, but I could just I just constantly have that feeling when I watch these things because like they're you know it's like clockwork they can just jump right into it and and you know bop 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 they've got like all the you know it's like it just it just looks so easy you know but it's not um uh you know and not, and not many people can do it so uh but um but yeah I guess in terms of this specific movie um you know uh was there any any anything else that uh that we should probably cover that we haven't discussed or that we haven't um any points that we haven't raised about it well we didn't talk really much about the backstory should do you want to talk about that well i i i i guess when it comes to the backstory um what i what i number one i i really kept thinking about crouching tiger hidden dragon during that section of the movie because it's sort of like two lovers sort of she's kidnapped by a bandit type character. I mean, he's not really a bandit, but he's kind of like a roguish type character. And, uh-huh. and, and, and it all kind of takes place in that cave and she falls in love with him over the course of the kidnapping. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it reminded me. So I was wondering how much of, I mean, I know that's based on its own source material, but I was just wondering how much, how aware they were of this movie when they made that. Um, but but to me that just I just think it's uh, that's the part of the movie that I think really works so well is the um, the um, uh, Ching Li and uh, Lung Tian Song sort of relationship and oh go ahead Were no I wasn't going to say anything oh, I was sorry. just listening to you oh, okay I thought you were going to say something um, I, I I really like how like you know when when you know it, how it it evolves very subtly like they uh, she, you know she. 
she it's sort of like he gets injured and she's and 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 the sympathy on her end kicks in and it sort of becomes this it becomes it, it turns into love over time and and i and i and i like how gradual that is i kind of like how um uh ching ching kind of mirrors her mother a bit she doesn't get kidnapped mm-hmm. but um they're both kind of bratty um the whole reason why um, her her mother gets uh, kidnapped is because she wouldn't follow directions in the first place, being on the swing when the women and children were told not to go outside the rooms, mm-hmm. but she got bored. Um, but I think they kind of mirror each other in brattiness, but then develop. He she falls in love with the golden snake, and um, you could tell obviously at the beginning that Ching Ching was um, oogling um, Yuan when they were in the restaurant. She had kind of googly eyes for him at the very beginning. Um, so they both end up falling in love with people that were totally outside of their family that their family didn't approve of. Yeah, and I th- I think in a way that's meant to reflect well on their character because the family is kind of a little bit rotten to a degree, and mm-hmm. and so that that uh, that the mother falls in love with Golden Snake, it it sort of shows that she's she's attracted to to some of his chivalrous qualities, and I think it's the same thing with um with the uh, the Wen Qingqing character where uh you know she's drawn she's drawn to his his, chiv- his chivalrous nature. Um, and so they're, they're just, they're part of this family, but they don't really fit in with it. Do you know what I mean? They're like, uh, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're sort of the black sheep because they're the righteous ones in a way. Um, right. But, uh, and but, you don't know how much, how well sheep, um, uh, when you fit in with the, with them to begin with, because, you know, before kidnapping, we don't get much of a sense of who she was. Yeah, but after we we realize that she's more righteous than the rest of her family. Yeah, and she's easy to misjudge because number one, it's Candy Wen, and she she often plays very ambiguous characters. Do you know what I mean? Like, she, like I, 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 a lot of movies I've seen her in, she's either been a character who's walking the line between a good guy and a bad guy, or actually a bad guy, or you know, in league with the bad guy. Um, so you know, you don't really, you know, when you see her, you. you you're not, you're not, you're not necessarily sure what what you're going to get. Um, so I think again, I think that was kind. Of, I think that was another reason it was good casting. Is is you know, I when I when I see her pop up in a movie, you know, I I, I don't I don't immediately know, you know, is she, she going to be heroic or is she going to be bad? Um, whereas you know, there's certain other actresses and actors when they show up, I kind of know just based on who it is that it's, it's probably going to be a good guy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think I think the backstory of this it, again. It was one of my favorite parts of the Brave Archer series, and I feel like he just really expands on that and makes it the center of the movie, and and it works really well. It's a um, I I, lo- I love the you know it's, it's almost like a trope, but I like it. I like the um, I like having these twenty year backstories where the characters walk into a situation and it seems like it might be one thing, but then they find out, Oh no, all this stuff happened and it kind of layers in all these additional details and it adds emotional weight to everything. And it just, it's a really, it's a really, uh, good technique, I think. And, uh, and, 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 and Jin Young, you know, he, 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 he does, he does it a lot. You know, it's very common in his stories, but I think, uh, I think he makes very good use of it. And it, it creates a, a sense of, this is, not only is the world sort of big in terms of like there's an ex- extensive martial world that all of these sects and groups belong to, but there's but it's big in terms of time too. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's history, and the characters all have backstories that are important, and you know, and 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 so you know, it's 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 one it's it's one of the things I think Jin Yong's really good at, and and I think Cheng Shi was sort of honing in on that. In, in this movie sort of emphasizing it and um and 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 yeah so i i, th- I think it, i think it worked great yeah i i totally agree with that chang che has just a way of honing in on the right details and the right um way to play something so that the movie 
is a good movie. And because if you don't hone in or don't focus on that love story between the golden snake and when ye, then the story takes a whole different turn. If you completely gloss over that, the movie isn't a good movie. It's yeah. central. So I, I just think he has a, has a knack for picking the right focus when well, he uses source material like this. No. And it's also interesting too, because Chang Che is often sort of, regarded as the guy who doesn't like to have the female characters and doesn't like to focus on the love story kind of you know in a lot of the 70s movies that he makes the female characters are kind of pushed to the side or they're not as significant um but what but a lot of his early movies had love stories as a really big part of them like the assassin or the one-armed swordsman and mm -hmm. and this feels a lot like getting back into that territory but with a little more brevity, maybe. I, I think this is one where, you know, he, again, I said there's, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a um, concentrated quality to a lot of it. Um, but I think he's bringing a lot of that in from, you know, you know, from his earlier movies where there was often this love story that was really centering the whole thing. Um, and, and, and I think, again, I think, I think that is the case here. The love story is what really makes this movie work. Yeah, I I totally agree with with that. Uh, especially with the movies with the venoms in it, there usually isn't like a strong female lead that goes in. Especially a romantic part. I heard rumors about that people didn't like to see their venoms with uh, women, but in this case, um, you know, one gets one, but towards the end, and the main love story isn't between a venom and a, and a woman. Um, but if you notice in like two champions of Shaolin, Lo Meng gets a, falls in love, but his wife dies on their wedding night. So, you know, she didn't last long. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, well, this I was like, pretty tragic too. This one was a pretty tragic love story as well. Well, yeah, but um, she ends up dying later. Yeah. But, she didn't die like right away so oh i'm i mean more in terms of like the separation that they have to endure right um, which i think again i guess that's another part of the love story i really like is a you know uh there's this whole history that this guy has with the family which is it doesn't lend itself well to a functional relationship um and he sneaks into a room and they they sleep together and they 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 end up uh he ends up losing uh, what, what do they do? They cut his tendons, basically, right? Right. They, they in take, his uh, in his legs, which which is just awful. Like this guy's this m incredible, incredible martial arts expert. Like he just he just he he he's taken out twenty guys at a time, and and they and they 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 poison him, and then they and then when he's drowsy, they 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 tie him up and 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 remove his martial arts ability essentially, and uh. You know, and and so the, and so then they they are uh, uh, separated, and and so you know again, I think I think that's uh, another why, reason why the the story works is this um, you know the the, the longing of the um, the Ching Li character to see him and that look on her face when she finds out that he's died um, because uh, Philip Kwok's character Yuan is um uh, is you know trained under him at his gravesite and so you know and, and when he relays that information she i wish she, she passes out right doesn't she pass mm -hmm. out or so so yeah all, the, all those pieces all just kind of work together really nicely um and it's it's you know be, uh, because of that aspect of the love story i think um but yeah i i again i thought this was a uh, this is my first time seeing it so i don't have like a really deep sense of the movie but i really enjoyed it and I think the only thing I would say about it is I think it's the kind of movie you, you have to be willing to be affected by it in the way that it wants to affect you. Do you know what I mean? If, mm -hmm. you, if you put up your shields, you're not going to get that experience because, it, like I said, the brevity uh, with how it handles sort of the, the melodrama could be something that a person might dismiss if they are... Uh, um, uh, if, they're not, uh, if they're not open to it. But if you're open to it, it, I, I think I think it's very moving, um, and and I think uh, 
I think you know, just it's the kind of movie I would say sort of leave your cynicism at the store at the at the, at the door. You know what I mean? Don't uh, mm-hmm. don't don't you know? Go in go in a little bit uh open and 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 you'll enjoy it. Um, cause, but, but again, I, 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 started watching the movie in a bad mood and it put me in a good mood. And so, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it, I, I think that's a sign that it's a well done film. Um, you know, I was, I was already getting ready to sort of like, you know, okay, these are going to be my criticisms of the movie. And, and then that, that fell by the wayside. Uh, you know, I would say about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes in, I started kind of getting, you know, really, really into it. Um, but yeah, I know. What what are your final thoughts on it? I love this film. It's one of my top five Venom movies. Um, just for the the love story, um, the second half of the movie is the best part of the movie, and the yeah. beginning might seem slow, but if you can get through that first um, hump, then then you're good to go because it's a really good story. But you yeah. need that first slow part to get sneak peeks, sneak peeks into the Wen family mm-hmm. and the Golden Snake, and you just need that that history so that the characters become three dimensional later on and don't remain flat. Because the Golden Snake really doesn't have a huge part, but if you don't get the the scenes at the beginning, you don't get a full um, view of the character and what he who he is, you know. Yeah. So you do have to wade through the slow part at the beginning to get to the best part. Yeah, no, I I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, because when I said it was boring at the beginning, or not boring, but like it it wasn't um, it just wasn't pulling me in initially. I think that uh, it's stuff that pays dividends later on. So it's all essential stuff. And by the time you get into the scene with the cave, that's when it really kind of starts to to move, I think. I think that's that's when you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like, what's this little a little piece of treasure? And, oh, there's like a hidden trap in it and like another box beneath the 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 you know the first box and so that's just like a ruse so you kind you know it started it starts drawing you in with those things and then when he meets um when ching ching you know things start to get really interesting Mm -hmm. and then when you get to that backstory that's when the movie really really seems to open up i think um so yeah i i i I think i think it's a it's a very good film i i i was i was very i was i was i was delightfully surprised as it as it as it as it uh, moved along, and as it as as it, as I got more and more into it, and so yeah, I, I, and again, this one's on Prime, so people can go and check it out. It's uh, um, I would I would encourage people to make very good use of that. I, I know that you've been making very good use of it. You you've been talking to me about how you've just been blazing through some of these movies. Oh yeah, I'm um, watching movies that um I never thought I would watch, but yeah, I'm, I'm making very good use of my Prime membership. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's definitely it's a it's a good. I I get so much more use out of my Prime membership than out of my Netflix membership these days, uh, and it's all because of the Shaw Brother movies and the martial arts movies that are up there. Um, if you like martial arts, at least at this present moment when we're recording this podcast, eh, things can change in a moment on the internet now. Prime's totally worth it, and I think uh, I, I I would definitely tell people check out uh, check out Sword Stain with, with Royal Blood. It's 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 you never quite know what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? Like you, you sit mm-hmm. down, you're like, what 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 Shaw Brothers movie or what you know old martial arts movie should I watch? You never quite know what you're gonna get, and sometimes you get things that are meh you know or or not so great or they're wonderful and this is one i think you this is one um watch it and give it a chance because it definitely it definitely pays off in the end and um and and and, it's, and if you have prime it's free so you know um yeah so are we doing um uh butterfly and sword next is that our next film oh i think so i'm not 100 percent sure on that i'm i'm pretty sure that our next movie is going to be butterfly and sword and i i believe that's based on the same source material as killer clans which i think we've done yes 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 um yeah and 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 in fact there's a partial translation of it i think up at uh, spc net which is uh worth checking out um but uh i'm just going to confirm here that 
that that is the movie that we're doing. Yeah, okay, so we are doing Butterfly and Sword. Um, so that's a movie that stars Michelle Yeoh. It's an interesting film. We'll talk about that next week. And uh, and and again, uh, if you have any thoughts or questions or you know feedback, definitely contact us. Let us know. We'll mention it. Uh, on the podcast, if it's if if we, if it's relevant to the movie, or if we can, if it's if it's uh, uh, something that we can incorporate into the show, and uh, and yeah, so uh, until next week, we will talk to you later. <laughs>